Welcome back to Zurich Podcast. In the last chapter, we heard how Bibi Viro was extracted behind enemy lines by Singa Prot and Baba Krababi. Now chapter 9 begins describing how, in sending all the family away, Guru Hargobin became ready for war, becoming worry-free. All the warriors swelled up in rage. Guru Hargobin looked in the sky and saw the moon was rising with just a little bit of light out now in the early morning. Guru Hargobin then commanded, To those proud warriors, go, charge forward and fight with great anger. And in Guru Hargobin calling them forward, the jacked warriors sprang forward. Their general of the battalion was called Pannu. He took forward his battalion all mounted up on horses while holding rifles. While their battle drums were sounding off, they pressed forward. The battle drums were so loud they could be heard from quite a distance. And they pressed forward toward the Mughal ranks and started letting off their guns while shouting out, kill, kill. The Mughal forces heard all the commotion. They had gone into the city now and they were set up in the residences there. They had tied their horses up. They were laying down inside the houses on the beds. They heard the battle drums and they got up in anger. They were all commanded at that point. The Guru has not run away. They are now riding upon us in anger. Prepare your horses. So the soldiers mounted up. They then began leaving the city with swords and shields and they pressed onward where the battle drums of the six were sounding off. The moon had not fully left the sky, there's only a little bit of light out. The six saw the Khans, the Turks, the Mughal forces approaching and then they started blasting off their rifles all at once. The enemies were struck down and then the Mughals, the Turks began prepping their rifles and then they started blasting off with great bursts. Flash of light were now being emitted from the rifles. Metal was heated as a great blast sounded off from everybody's rifles. Warriors were getting struck and falling off their horses. They were slamming onto the ground, rolling around, blood was flowing. The horses were also falling down. Those who pressed forward quickly were shot down. The warriors of the six, they remained standing. The enemy saw the strength of the Guru through these warriors. The, they were not shot down. The enemy wasn't able to press forward. Their faces were blown away. And they all just fell there on the dirt, dead. Such a vicious war had sparked off now. They were not giving up ground. Great amounts of the Malaysh, the barbarian Turks were killed as they were standing. And they were not able to press forward. They were trying to move around through their horses and shooting off their rifles, but they were not able to spare themselves by just going side to side. The warriors of Guru Hargobin were then just enraged to the full and pressed then forward holding their rifles. The warriors were spread across the battlefield quickly. They were just piled up on top of each other. Some warriors were cut up into pieces. Such was the swiftness of the sword. Such a vicious battle began. And Mughlas Khan, the enemy general, saw this and called out to his warriors. They are fighting hard. The Guru has not run away. He then called over his top generals. He said with great respect to all of them, Get ready, Khans. Don't doubt for a moment and now prepare for war to save our warriors. These warriors with the Guru, they're not many. They don't have a big army. So Mughals Khan said this and then sent his warriors forward. They readied their rifles and jumped into the battle where the general from the sixth side, Panu, was fighting greatly. They were holding their position while killing many soldiers from the Turks. Shamash Khan was one of the main generals of the battle for Mughals Khan. He started shooting his rifle in that direction. He brought many other Khan soldiers with him as well. From both sides, bullets were flying. 
Some had their limbs broken, others were falling to the ground. Shamash Khan pressed forward with a young warrior of the Guru Pan who was still fighting. Both of them started calling out, yelling to each other, challenging each other. Great amounts of bullets were flying from both sides at that time, injuring countless. As both of these generals were shooting off their rifles, they were advancing forward. Great blasts were sounding off from their rifles. And with such power, they started to yell at each other. Other warriors were falling like towers. It was as if they were high on cannabis, just sleeping on the floor. The militia, the barbarian army pressed forward, fighting, firing off their rifles. Some were getting impaled by spears. Others were pulling back their bows with great strength, letting off arrows. The swords flying through the air were drenched in blood. They were being lifted up and came down quick from the strong arm of the warriors. Clothes of the enemies were sliced open. Blood was pouring out. It was as if everybody was wearing red clothing. The blood was now soaking into the ground. The ground looked like clay. Bodies were piling up on top of each other. Many horses were lying there dead on the ground as well, which were shot by rifles. It was such an intense battle at this point. The general of the battalion that was for the six, Fan Nu, he called out saying, the Guru is forever by your side. Don't be afraid, fight bravely. To stay in this position isn't good. Let's run forward and press on them greatly. I've seen you fight against them now, and now let's make them run away. Their morale is now shot. Beat the battle drum harder, and let's pounce on them, you beautiful warriors. So the battle drums picked up pace, and the warriors on their horses sped up, pushed against the Khans, the Turk army. They were yelling, kill, kill, kill. These warriors in great rage, striking down with their swords. After killing great amounts of the Khans, the rest of them, they got scared. They were not standing in the battlefield. The Mughal forces began to run back. They began to retreat. Six were running behind them, striking them down. When Mughal Khan heard of the retreat, he sent Anwar Khan, another general, to the front. When he got there, he spoke to the leader of the Pratans there, Shamash Khan, and said to them, what are you doing? Why are you guys retreating? Have some honor, kill them, and the emperor will reward you greatly for your valor. So hearing this, Shamash Khan then pulled out his sword, entered the battle lines. He was like a lion. He entered the lines of the six and started cutting down everywhere. He was so agile, nimble, like a dancer, just combing through the lines, chopping up the six like mincemeat. He was on horseback, but could navigate his horse so nimbly and quickly. Ba knew the leader of the six. He saw Shamash Khan just wreaking havoc on their side and he readied his rifle. He prepped his match, while riding towards Shamash Khan, then pressed the match into his rifle, which sounded off the bullet, struck Shamash Khan's horse right in the face, and then both the horse and Shamash Khan fell to the ground. Shamash Khan was enraged. He was now on foot. He was running around, dodging and striking down. Even with getting shot down by Ban Mu, Shamash Khan remained brave, dodging, misaligning, striking down with his sword. He, was, he would strike sick warriors both in front of him and behind him. He was so quick to angle off and turn away to avoid strikes. He looked like a dancer on the battlefield, except with a sword in his hand. While avoiding strikes, he then struck down at others. Ban Mu, when he saw this, how Shamash Khan was just decimating Sikh forces, he knew he couldn't shoot him down as he was surrounded by Sikh forces. No one was able to strike down with his sword either against Shamash Khan. So Ban Mu then rode up, he dismounted, he took out his sword and shield with great enthusiasm while shouting out at Shamash Khan. He said, I won't let you get away now. In just a moment, I'm going to get my revenge for all the Sikhs that you've killed. 
Shamashka heard this. He was pissed. He yelled out at Panu, saying, You idiot, you coward. What strength do you have? I'm going to get my revenge on you for killing my horse. So they said this. They approached each other. Shamashka then with a sword struck down at Panu first, but Panu put his shield in front. And Shamushka's Damascus Faladi sword broke when it hit the metal bits on the shield. All the warriors were watching this duel now. Panu then jumped forward and struck down at Shamushkan. The sword struck Shamushkan's shoulder and cut down to his opposite hip. So like a Janeu is worn diagonally across the chest, that's how he cut down. So basically like a seat belt. All the Turks saw their leader, their general, fall there. And then they all pounced forward to get Panu. Some of them came with spears, some with arrows, some with axes and guns. Anwar Khan was leading this group. They all tried to strike at Panu, but no one was successful. Anwar Khan, he came forward as well, thrusted his spear at Panu, who cut it down with his sword, while striking down other barbarian Turk warriors. At that point, nobody wanted to get near Panu, who was enraged and sturdy, not moving from the battlefield. At that point, somebody let off their rifle, which had two bullets in the barrel, and struck Panu's head, which killed him instantly. Panu, who killed the leader Shamshka along with countless other Turks in the battlefield, he died but he went to the afterlife to heaven in great bliss. That's how chapter 9 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to continue with the battle and hear of how Singaparot jumps into the battlefield. That's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who've been supporting the podcast through the Mangla Charm Patreon page. <laughs> Sir,